The James Suckling Podcast. Wine ratings, reports, interviews and more. Tell me your impression of 13. Uh, I think it's a, <clears throat> it's, a, it's a classic vintage, you know, it's really a classic vintage. 13 is the last October harvest in Champagne. Yeah. So it's, um, it's, it's a long ripening uh, time, which, which makes the wine, um, as you know, in Champagne more delicate always when you have a long time of ripeness, the wines gain integration and delicacy. Um, it's, it's always the quality of long uh, fall ripeness time. And 13 offers that. I think it's, a, it's, of course, behind. It's only problem of 13, as you say, is to be born after 12, which was a monster. So uh, many people were really dreaming about 12. But I think 13 is bringing back champagne to some classic soil, chalky, uh, integration, which is which, which is really uh, saline and elegant, and uh, it's, it has maybe less fruit than twelve, but definitely more soil chalkiness, which 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 is really really beautiful. Um, you know, at Rodeur, we are our, our aim in Cristal, especially our aim is to catch the purity of fruit. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is a difference between Cristal and all other cuvées in Champagne, I think this is this purity of fruit, this salinity, this chalkiness that we want to catch. And I think uh, 13 is a really great example of that. So I think it's a very, 13 maybe is a, is a great year for, for Crystal, definitely. In a late harvest like that, and I like what you say, more classic, sort of when uh, I started going to Champagne in the 80s, like yeah. everything was like that, really. Um, what does that really is that better for Pinot Noir than uh, Chardonnay, or is there any particular areas that's best in late harvest like that? Yeah, in late harvest, you you must rely on the Grand Cru mainly. The Grand Cru are uh, always have been selected over time because they are more they are early ripening. So um, and Cristal is. Uh, blend of Grand Cru only mid-slope. So um, I think the Grand Cru performs always better. And that's why they are Grand Cru. It's because in hard conditions, whether it's too rainy or too cold, sometimes too hot as well, they, they can really buffer the climate. Uh, and this is the secret of, of those crews. They can buffer the extreme climate uh, nuances uh, or changes we can have in Champagne. Uh, and chalk is a big part of that because chalk is a solid low pH for the wine. I mean, high pH for the chalk, but low pH for the wine, a solid buffer uh, to face uh, this extreme. This is why um, those Grand Cru, which are the chalkiest terroir of Champagne, are always performing better year after year, and that's why they are Grand Cru. Uh, this is the secret of the soil of Champagne yeah. and this Grand Cru. So, uh, Pinot Noir Chardonnay, so to answer your question on the two great varieties, it's an interesting one because I think, I really think they are here to compensate each other. 
Because also what I was impressed with is uh, is the are the phenolics like that. It's nicely framed with the tannins, just like the eight, but not as intense. But it's yes. really impressive. I said real connoisseur champagne with the texture and you know that it's a serious wine and probably better in a couple of years. Like it'll open a little. It's a little bit shy now. Yeah. Yes, I agree. I agree. Uh, this is what crystal is about. Huh? You know, this is it's 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 to blossom with time, and it's already yeah. You, you can feel everything is in place, and the elegance is key to the wine. Um, speaking about phenolics, it's it's a very very uh, uh, important point for us. I very much I'm very much uh, believe into the power of phenolics of Chardonnay uh, in Champagne. So I use a lot of uh, I try to extract maybe more phenolics. I'll pick late. I get it. I extract more phenolics because in Chardonnay, the phenolics can stretch the palate and they give the finish that is more salty, more yeah. longer. Yeah, it's part of the of the crystal secret maybe to to show its phenolics at the end, and they carry the wine with time. They can really help the wine age gracefully because they are here to 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 face oxygen and it also gives a nice dry finish exactly in the texture it's not exactly. necessarily because the dosage is low but it's that texture and phenolics exactly. make it dry yeah exact exact i think it's you know in champagne we we, we have our wines are by definition they are elegant and fine so you need to build yeah. a, a, something to stretch that and get this dry finish it can be oak some you can work with oak i do work mm -hmm. so there is 32 percent oak fermentation here oh. so so there is uh, one third of the wines that have been fermented and aged in oak um let's try the particularly um tete cuvées that yes doesn't happen very often let's try the rosé then yeah and, and i really and i have to say i thought the uh the Crystal was fantastic. I really, I, it's a real, with that structure, and I, I'm happy that that's exactly what you're looking for, those phenolics and structure to the wine. And I, I, what I like about it, the rosy, it's really savour, it's really savoury to the flavours. And then you have the nice, the tannins are, are the uh, bubbles are a little bit larger than in the a normal Cristal, but the tannins are very fine. There's, and like you said, sweet tannins. Yes, I think there is, if you want, they are both crystal based, for sure. They all have this chalkiness behind. Yeah. If you want to, to separate them, I would say the white is about energy salinity. Yeah. It's, it's intense, intensity. The, the, and the rosé is more about caress, texture, sweetness, yeah. softness. Interesting to realize that the, the, the Rosé is a, is a, has a little lower dosage than the white, but it's, it's, it's just because it has a little more flesh. So you don't what is, the, what is the dosage then? We are around seven grams, around seven grams. Okay. Uh, uh, one more time, non-malolactic. We didn't discuss the malolactic, but all our wines oh. are non-malolactic, as you know, uh, for, yeah. for style, because we push the ripeness far and we need to do malolactic behind. So this is why they are so much alive as well, because you have this 
touch of malic acid that is there and that brings the saltiness, the salinity, the punch, the energy into the wine. Um, seven, 7.5 grams, that's about the dosage we are having on, on, on the 13 grams. It's, was the production uh, normal or smaller or? Yeah. For the white, uh, for, for the rosé, it's about normal because this is for we really um, control uh, closely. For the domain of crystal white, which is 45 plots, this is always a secret of crystal. I, I do, I do um, single vineyard fermentation, separate every plot. We ferment them separately. We test them. And we see if if a few are underperforming. They can underperform because of a lack of balance, a lack of ripeness. They can underperform as well because of botrytis, maybe nuances, because it happens in late season in Champagne. And here, this is about 30, 30 plots out of the forty-five. So it's a it's you're you're right. It's a low quantity of crystal. For the vintage, we had to be more selective in certain okay. uh, because of this late harvest, and uh, yeah, it's a, it's a bit more complicated. Well, it's really and how about as far as um, leaving it on the on the lees or whatever? Was it was it normal or not? Yeah, it's about seven years. Uh, we we six, so, you know. Autolysis is good, but we don't want too much autolysis. We want to stick to the chalkiness and the fruit of the terroir and the purity of fruit. Um, and so we don't want too much autolysis. We, we want to stop as soon as the autolysis takes over. But since we have converted to uh, organic, we have denser, stronger wines, more fruitier, more, more fleshy. And we can we can have a little more autolysis. So now we are about seven years, seven years. And it, and as you know, we have the Vinotech, the Vinotech Crystal yeah. has 12, 14 years, which is another expression with full autolysis. And it gives it gives another dimension to the wine. But um, well, I'm very impressed. <coughs> and um, also the I would say that the Rosé is a little bit more open than the blanc. Yes, yeah, it's 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 a fun side of uh, rosé. It's uh, opening. It it seems to open earlier, and also it can age longer. Because <clears throat> how interesting! I think because of the, the it is easier to taste when young because of the sweet tannins I was talking about. It's yeah. fresher, it's fruitier. It's 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 more caressing. The other is a little, the white is a little bit uh, more sharp, uh, more tense, more on the acidity, acidity, while on the aging, the tannins of the, of the rosé can really stand for the aging as well. So it stays fresh for very long uh, in our, the way we make rosé, in the way we make rosé. Well, <clears throat> for me, I have to say, particularly for the blanc, I like it at the same. I like it. I think the quality is the same level as 2012, but just a slight, you know, different style, maybe more um, structured. Yeah. And I, you know, so I think that it's really exciting. You know, thanks so much uh, for making such an excellent uh, 13.
Thank you. Thank you. We are lucky. We, I think the farming helps us as well, the nature and our, our way of fine tuning the, the crafting of the cuvee has really, yeah. we have gained over the last 20 years more detailed precision uh, thanks to more, uh, uh, let's, let's, let's put it that way, more big data also following of each parcel. We have equipment everywhere and I think we achieve a better uh, uh, precision, which in the yeah. end should come to the one.